Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so excited. You know, this is a new experience for a lot of us, for me especially. If you know, uh, if you've been to any of our services, you know that I like to move around. I like to walk up and down the stage, and I really can't today, so I feel kind of weird about it. But, you know, uh, going through this process, I'm really just uh, zoned in and focused on like, what I'm missing out of church. And, you know, for a lot of us, uh, we, we go through Sundays and Wednesdays as normal as anything else. And I've come to realize that I miss a lot of things about church. And it's not so much the building, it's not so much the stage, the lights, and all that kind of stuff. It's the people. Like, I miss walking in and seeing the greeters with their big smiles. I, I miss it and getting hugs. I miss walking to the overflow room and, and hearing, uh, you know, Connie say, uh, good morning in her southern accent. I, I miss Robin's big smile. I miss walking into the sanctuary and seeing Juan and, and David Reed setting up the chairs and the envelopes. I just miss that kind of stuff. So what I'm trying to say is that we miss the people. That's what church is about. It's about you, it's about me, it's about us connecting with God on a different level. You know, we, we, we're focusing in now on, on what's most important, and that is you, the people, not so much the building. Yes, we, we need a building, yes, we, we need all these things, but it's really just so that we can meet you. And so those are the things that I'm missing out of everything. I'm missing just spending time with you guys. But uh, let's get into today's service. You know, uh, this whole thing has just been super weird. You know, when it first uh, um, got the announcement to stay home, I remember my, I called my son, Taj, and I let him know, hey, uh, school is canceled. And he was uh, kind of low-key excited about it. He wasn't uh, distraught or upset about it. He was like, yes, I'm on vacation. And so that whole week, we kind of just stayed home and played games and, and uh, played outside. We played soccer ball. We played kickball. And, and I was thinking about one of my favorite games, and that is uh, when I was a kid, which is uh, Red Light, Green Light. And, and if you know, if you ever played the game, you know, I was small growing up, but I was fast. And so when we all lined up and, and when the, the person who was supposed to be the, the street sign said green, you know, I would take off and I'd be super fast. And then they'd say red and I would stop and I'd be able to look back at everybody that I was beating. And it was a great feeling for me. And I remember that. It was so fun. We were playing games. It's just been a great time, you know. But a lot of us, this is hard. This social distancing thing is just super weird. We can't go outside and do the things that we're used to doing. But, you know, what's even harder is finding toilet paper. It's a, a big struggle finding toilet paper. You know, every time I go to the store, I go to the toilet paper section, and it's never there. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why people need 200 rolls of toilet paper. I don't know what's going on. I saw a picture yesterday of someone trying to return a cart full of toilet paper. I don't know. It's uh, coming back to normally, I guess. Um, but let's go ahead and pray. I'm going to stop ranting. We'll pray, and we'll get into today's service. Father, we just come before you. We thank you just for who you are in our lives. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. We thank you for uh, our protection, our health, and, and everything that you have for us, for all the blessings that you have in store for us. I thank you that today is all about you, that we would move aside the things that are clouding our vision and just push towards you to lean on to you, Father. I thank you that you would think through my mind, that you would speak through my lips, that it would be all of you and none of me, Father. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Uh, I want to go ahead and start off our, our, our reading today in the book of Isaiah. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. Or if you have your phone, go ahead and turn it on. Uh, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 35. I'm going to start reading here. Isaiah chapter 35, 1 through 2, it says this. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. And, and it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice. Even the joy in singing, the glory of Lebanon shall give it to it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the exceeding of God. This is beautiful. In, in this chapter, what it's talking about says, the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. What is this scripture saying? This scripture is talking about a place called Lebanon. And Sharon, see these places in the desert were a, a blossom, were a garden in the midst of a desert. You know, in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the, the cedars of Lebanon, how they bloomed and how they grew so big that they created the, this little forest within the desert. If you were to Google right now, Carmel and, and, and Sharon, you would see valleys of just flowers and roses, the, the, the Sharon roses, you would see all, it would be beautiful. So what this is saying that within the wilderness, Within the wasteland, God is creating a garden for them. A garden, a place of refuge. You know, in the, in the Bible, the wilderness was a place of testing. It was a place of trying. It was a place of purging. It was a place of, of cutting things away. People would go to the, to the wilderness, not for fun, not for excitement, but for a hard, it was a hard time. You would run there because you were escaping something, or you were forced there because someone was chasing you. But this scripture says, in the wilderness and in the wasteland, there's going to be joy. There's going to be singing. There's going to be excitement. Why? Because there's a garden within that wasteland. There's a garden within that wilderness that God has prepared for us. I want to keep reading. Uh, I want to um, turn to Psalms chapter 46. I'm not going to take too long today. I just want to say a couple of things and encourage you today. Psalms chapter 46 says this. This is beautiful. God is our refuge and our strength. Psalms chapter 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in a time of need. How many know we're in a time of need right now? I'm telling you, there's people all over the place today that are struggling with anxiety, with fear. If they're, they're, they're going to get this coronavirus or they're going to get sick, they're, gonna get, they're, they're off of work. Where are they going to get their next paycheck? There's a lot of things. People are feeling a lot of emotions. But this scripture, we need to hold on to this no matter what is going on. I want you to get a hold of this. Let this be the anchor of your soul today. Psalm chapter 46, God is my refuge and my strength, my very present help in a time of need. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth may be moved and though the mountains may, that may be carried away into the midst of the sea and though the waters roar and tremble, though the mountains shake with a swelling. Salah. See, I love this little part, Salah, here it says. My, if you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, uh, my message today is Salah, the isolation to destination. What this word Salah means, it means to pause, to reflect, and to think about what was just spoken. It reminded me of the game Red Light, Green Light that I was talking about. That when the, they, the person said green light, I was able to run and run. Then when they said red, I was stopping and I was waiting and I was listening for them to repeat the word green, but I was also looking at how far I've come. That I started way back there, but I'm not back there anymore. That as soon as they said green, I took off and I got some distance and I was ahead from where I was. I was better than when I was when I started. This word scripture says right here, salah, means to stop, 
to pause, to think about what has just been said. So let's do that. Let's pause today. Now, I know that's a hard thing to do today. In today's climate, to just pause, to just stop with our devices and and our games and our movies and our our jobs and all the things that we have going on throughout the week, all the things that we have to go and do. Oh, wait a minute. We can't go nowhere. So we can pause today. We can stop. Let's allow this time of isolation and and time of uh, setting apart to be a salah for us. Let's take this time to just sit and say, God, speak to my heart today. Speak to me in the times that, are, that seem like nothing good is going on. I'm in a place of isolation. I'm, I'm away from everybody. Let's not waste it. Let's allow God to speak into our hearts new revelation that he has for this coming year and, and for the years to come. Let's allow God to move within this tragedy, within this crisis. Let's allow God a place of movement in our lives. It says, Salah, let's ponder, let's think, let's look, let's revisit what he just said, that God is our refuge, that he's the place that we run into when we're, we're in destitute, when we're, we're running for, or for our lives, that God is our refuge and he's our strength. So when I feel weak, he is strong. When I feel uncertain about things, he's the rock that I can stand on. He is that shelter that we run into. Let's keep going. It says, the rivers with streams shall not make glad, the river, these rivers shall stream and make glad the city of God, the holy place, the tabernacle of the most high. It says that God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just as the breaking day, the breaking dawn. The nations rejoice, the kingdom, the, the, the nations rage and the kingdoms are removed. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. Let's pause again. Let's look at this. This is beautiful. I love it in verse five. It says this, that God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God has called her just as the breaking day. God will help her just as the breaking day. What is this referring to here? In scripture, when we see the general term of her, he's meaning the church. It says that God is in the midst of the church today. Where it looks like everything is in turmoil. The, the, the grocery stores are empty. The people are frightened. But it says that God is in the midst of her. I'm telling you today, no matter what is going on throughout the situations in this world that we come across, that God is in the midst of your life right now, that God is in the place where you are, that just because you're in this struggle right now doesn't mean that God is outside watching. It says that God is literally standing within the midst with you, that he's going through it with you right now. You're not alone. If you feel like, hey, I'm in this alone. I'm cut apart from everybody. I'm isolated. I feel so uh, withdrawn from everybody. I'm letting you know today that you are not alone, that God is with you. He's your strength. He's your refuge. He's the place that you run into and find safety. It says that he is in the midst of her. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Uh, verse, uh, we're at verse 8. Come behold the works of the Lord who has made the desolence of the earth and makes war in the case of the end of the earth. He breaks down the bow and cuts the spear into two. He burns the chariot in the fire. This is it right here. But he, but still be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. 
the God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. Let's take a time to pause. Let's reflect on what was just stated right there. I love this end part. Be still. You've got a lot of time to just be still right now. You've got a lot of time to set yourself apart and just focus on God. Say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm going to wake up early. Like if I was going to go to work, I'm going to wake up early. And I'm going to spend some time with you. I'm going to put aside the things that are going on. I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to turn off the news. I'm going to turn off Netflix. I know you guys want to see Tiger King. Just wait on that. Wait for later on. God, I'm going to set my time apart and I'm going to focus on you. What are you trying to say to me in this time right now? Be still and know that I am God, that no matter what is going on, no matter how I can't change what is going on in my life right now, I know that you are God, you are on the throne, you are our strength, you are our refuge, you are the rock that I can lean on, God. No matter what is going on, you are there for me. You're in the midst of this time of struggle, this time of testing, you're there. God, you've created a garden in the midst of the wilderness. You've created a garden in the midst of the wasteland for me. Where is this, this garden? It's within your heart. God has placed a garden on the inside. He placed seeds of greatness on the inside of each and every one of us. He's called us to do great things. Don't allow the shadow of this wilderness that we find ourselves in to overshadow the garden that God has placed on the inside of you. God has great things. God's going to, I believe that God's going to do amazing things through this time of, of trial and, and tribulations, that God is going to do great things in each and every one of our lives. I believe that as a church, as a body, as a people, we're going to come out stronger than the way that we came in and we started this thing. That we're coming out of this and we're coming out victorious and triumphant. Amen. You know, um, throughout scripture, there's many amazing moves of God, even within our, our timeline. There's been many moves of God that started in a season of isolation or a season of being withdrawn. And I want to kind of bring some of them out. We see this in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 19. You can go ahead and turn with me there if you have your Bible. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 9. We see this in the life of Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 9 says this, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land which I will show you. Right there, he's saying, get out of your nation. Get out of your family's house. Get out from where you're accustomed. Get out of your country, your family's house, from your father's house to a land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. He's saying, the, the, the place that you're at right now, where you are right now, I can't do anything for you. I can't bless you in the current situa situation that you're in. I, where you are right now, I cannot bless you. The people that you're amongst right now, I can't bless you. I need you to leave. I need you to isolate yourself. I need you to distance your, I need you to be socially distant from the people that you're in right with, your, at, with where you are right now. I need you to move where you are, the position you are, I need you to move. Why? Because God couldn't get the blessing to him and the position and the surrounding and the, the associations that he had at that current time. God said, I need you to move so that I can bring you to the place of destination for you. This is important for us. How many of you can say that, hey, I'm in a place of isolation. I'm in a place of social distancing. We all can. We're all in that position. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to move throughout that time in your life. The next one is this. 
In the book of Exodus chapter 3, we get this man by the name of Moses, the great deliverer. We know that Moses was a great man called of God to, to save God's people from slavery. But do you understand that God didn't reveal the calling while he was in the comfort of the palace? That it wasn't when he was in the palace that he, he got this amazing call of God. Yes, he was still the deliverer, but he didn't know who he was on the inside. It wasn't until he fled from, from uh, jail time, from the, the murder that he had just committed, when he fled the palace and ran to the wilderness is where he got his calling. God didn't meet him in the palace. He met him, he met him in the desert, in the wilderness as he was uh, tending the sheep. God had to move him from where he was so that he can call him to be the deliverer that he always knew that he was. God has something great. Let's not allow this crisis to be wasted. Let's not allow God to just, let's not allow ourselves to just go through this, this time of separation and this time of social distancing, just watching Netflix and the news. Let's get into the word. Let's pursue God with even more fervency in our hearts. Say, God, I'm not going to let this time go to waste. I'm going to pray in the mornings. I'm going to read your Bible. I'm going to learn something new about who you are. I'm going to come out of this, this, this time of isolation better than how I came into it, with a better understanding of who you are in my life. The third one is, that person is this, a time of isolation, someone who, who, moved, who removed himself from people so that he can move to a better place in his life. That was this, Matthew chapter 26, we see Jesus in the garden. It says that Jesus came to his disciples and he says, come with me to, to a, a, a wilderness place. And he takes them to the garden and he says, pray with me for a bit. See, Jesus had understood that he had to isolate himself. He had to socially distance himself from people so that he can get a better understanding and understand who he is and his uh, uh, design, who he was, what he was going to do for our lives. He set himself apart. He moved from the place of where he was to a different, to a, a place of isolation to get before the Father, to cut out all the distractions. He cut out all the distractions and all the people and everything that was going on and say, you know what, God? Your will will be done in this situation. Although it seems like it's going to be hard and I know that I'm going to have pain. I'm going to go through all these different things and I see the cross, but I look past it and I see the lives that are on the other side. And he says, your will be done in this situation within my life. And that's going to be the, I want that to be the cry of our lives throughout this time of isolation and social distance. God, your will be done throughout this situation. Let your light shine as people are, are hurting, they're scared, they're, not, they're uncertain about what things going on. Let the church be the rock that people can look to for strength. Let us be the rock that people can look to, to, to lean on in this time of hardship. Another one is this. This is one of my favorite encounters between God and man, and we find it in the book of Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. Go ahead and turn with me there. I'm wrapping it up. Uh, I'm not going to take too long, like I said. But this is one of my, my favorite encounters that we see between God and man. And it's found in 1 Kings chapter 19. We see this, 11 through 13. Then he said, go and stand on the mountain before the Lord. This is Isaiah, I mean, uh, um, um, Elijah, I apologize, this is Elijah. It says, then he said, go and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountain, and it broke the rocks and the pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, 
But the Lord was not in the fire, but a still small voice. Stop there. Let's salah right there. Let's stop. Let's pause. Let's reflect on what is going on. I want you to imagine for me, Elijah, one of the great prophets in the Bible. I love reading about Elijah because it's so entertaining, all the things, the amazing things that he did. But right here in this time, he's at the lowest point of his life. He, he just comes off trying to, to um, tell the Lord, just take my life. I don't want to live anymore. See, prior to this, he was at the highest point of his life. He was uh, doing all these miracles and, and doing all this amazing stuff for God. It said the ravens were coming and bringing him food when he was at the height of his life, that they were bringing him food, that the, he provided water for him and all this kinds of stuff. And then he gets into some trouble with a woman. I don't know, I'm just saying. He gets into trouble with this woman and she threatens to kill his life. And it says that he runs from where he is and he can't even make it outside the city gate. And he falls into depression. And he says he finds a tree and he lays underneath the tree. And he says, God, if I'm going to be like the rest of these people, just take my life now. Just take my life. I don't want to live anymore if I'm going to live like this. And it says that he fell asleep and an angel came and tapped him on the shoulder. And he said, Elijah, eat and drink for the, the journey that you're about to take is going to be hard. It says, Elijah woke up and he ate and he drank and he fell back asleep. And again, an angel came and, and awoke him and said, Elijah, eat and drink for the journey you're about to take is going to be hard. Now, I just think it's beautiful that when Elijah was at the top of his career, you could say that ravens were coming to feed him. But when he was at the lowest point of his life, it said that angels came to minister to him. I'm just saying that today. When we're in the hard times, that God is the closest he's ever been to our lives. When we're in times of destitute, when we're in times of struggle, that God is near to the brokenhearted, he said. He's forever married to the backslider. He loves you, says that he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. That God is searching for you today. Allow yourself to be found. You're in a place of isolation. You're, you're social distancing right now. Allow God to minister in a way that he's never ministered in your heart today. Elijah, this encounter that he has, imagine with me now for the, mount, the mountains. It says that he was on the top of this mountain. He was at the very top of this mountain, but he was at the lowest point in his life at the time. And it says that a huge wind came and hit against the rocks and the, it crumbled the rocks. Imagine the sound, how amazing that would have been, how frightening that would have been. But it says that God wasn't in the wind. And it says after the wind, there was a great earthquake and the mountain shook and things began to crumble. And you would think that that would be God showing up, but it said that God wasn't in the earthquake. And then a fire, a huge blaze came down and just totally torched the mountain. But God was not in the fire. Imagine how this must have been. And it says all that happened. And then after it was silent. And it said in a still, small voice, a whisper even. I think this is beautiful. Why? Because it says that at the darkest time in his life, God wasn't trying to show off this big thing. He was trying to get his attention to have an intimate relationship with him. It said a still small voice means that it was a whisper. It was in his ear right next to him, indicating that God was right next to him the whole time. No matter, he was going through all this stuff, all this hurt, all this fear, all this anxiety, feeling alone. He said, I'm the only one left, God, that fears you. And it says that God was right there in the midst. I read earlier, it says that God is in the midst of her. He's helping her, the church. I'm here to tell you today that you're not alone. Although it may feel like you're isolated and, and, and you're social distancing, I get it. But God is present. God is in your midst. 
God is speaking into your heart. A still, small voice. Search for it. Listen for it. Find it. God has never stopped speaking. A lot of us just stop listening. God wants to minister throughout this situation, throughout this hard time in our lives. So let's allow this time of Salah to be not wasted. Let's use this time to move forward with God into greater understandings of who He is in our lives. Sometimes we don't get to choose the situations or the circumstances that we're in. But what we do and can do is choose how we respond in those situations and in those hard times. So let's choose a time of, uh, of pause, a time of reflection of what God is saying into my heart. Get into the Word. Find out what He has for your life. I'm here to tell you that He's not left us. He's in the midst of her. He's in the midst of you. He's in the midst of us. He's here for everything that we need. He's our refuge. He's our strength. He's our ever-present help in a time of need. He's our rock. And we thank you for it. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.